Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. It's a game night tonight. The Edmonton Oilers in Denver to take on the Colorado Avalanche. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. In this hour, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Adam Larson, and in 39 seconds' time, Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Japanese Village, Eminent South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. You can text us, and I will get to some of your texts at 120 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small-town dealership out in Fort Saskatchewan with a new huge state-of-the-art facility experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Straight off to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, patiently waiting as he's getting ready for uh, a pair of games in Winnipeg against the Manitoba Moose, head coach of the Pacific Division leading Bakersfield Condors. We welcome back to the show for his weekly hit, Jay Woodcroft. Hello, Jay. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. 23-3-2 over the course of the last 28 games. And it hasn't been easy because, uh, you know, there's an entire line of guys tonight, Malone, Gambardella, and Curry, that were all big parts of your team that you lost, but that's how it works. Uh, you've got some uh, some injuries, some nags, and those sort of things. I think the other night, how many uh, NHL contra- contracted forwards did you have in the lineup against uh, San Jose the other night? I think it was only four. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think you're correct. I think you're correct so, on that. Uh, that said, uh, you guys got good spirit down there, good culture, and even though you're a little bit undermanned for this week because you're going to get some help back here at some stage, um, take us through sort of how your you know how your group's going about things. I think uh, I, I think we had a pretty good week last week. Um, we played Ontario at home, um, put in a strong effort, uh, played well defensively. We went into San Diego, who. Um, it's, it's always a tough building to play in, and we we were able to play very well, and we had a three three two victory, and then uh, we played a tough game at home after getting in real late at night, um, early early Saturday morning. Uh, we had a tough game against San Jose, who always plays us tough, and uh, we ended up not winning that game, but there was lots of good in it. Um, good day of practice on the Sunday, long travel day on the Monday, and here we are today taking on um, a real good 
uh, and desperate and urgent Manitoba Moose team that's competing for the final playoff spot in the Central Division here in the American Hockey League. And it'll be a good test. What, what I like about these last few games and the upcoming games that we're going to have this week and going into next week is that they will have a playoff-type feel. They'll help prepare us um, for what the playoffs are sure to bring, uh, which is an intensity and an emotion level that we're going to have to get to. And, and I'm thankful that we're going through that as a group. Our guys are working hard and, and uh, taking each day as it comes and trying to get better every day. Um, you know, you, you look at what you guys have achieved this year, and obviously, Jay, you, you know the Edmonton market. You spent three years here on Todd McClellan's staff. You know, last night and today, the heat's the heat's on in Edmonton right now, um, and so it's it's difficult on a day like today to sit there and say, well, there are some positives occurring in the organization. But the fact of the matter is, there are some positives occurring in the organization. I mean, when you came here, I don't know. Uh, to the orders initially, I don't know how many prospects were close to bubbling up from the minors. And I look at uh, specifically at Tyler Benson. Um, a 10-game point streak for both Tyler Benson and Cooper Marodi. They've got a lot of the focal point on the attention right now because you, you do have some players up here and you've got some guys hurt. And if you know, just it seems like every week we keep talking about this guy. But you know what? When you when you're leading rookies in scoring in the American, like right now, he's he's a, a good bet to win the rookie of the year. This is a different type of prospect than the Oilers Jay have had in past years, isn't it? I th- I think so. Uh, and I'd start uh, by echoing what you just how you began that question, which was about this being a real positive storyline or narrative for the organization. Um, the success of the Bakersfield Condors this year goes to the fact that we have really good players. Um, and they are working their tails off and they're working as a team. They are uh, laying it on the line every night to see them have the success that they're having. Um, I'm quite pleased. I know it's not an accident because I know the level of commitment and the work that they've all put in to get to this point. Um, so that's a real positive storyline. For Tyler to have the year that he's having um, is another positive storyline. He won Rookie of the Month for the month of March. Um, that was, I think it was just announced yesterday. That That's a... Not only great for him, it's great for the organization. He follows up Cooper Marodi having won uh, Rookie of the Month and uh, very recently as well. I believe that uh, we have a lot of good young players who are playing important minutes. Uh, most importantly, they've earned every minute they've gotten. It hasn't been given to them. They're learning how to play the game the right way. And uh, you use the term bubbling up. I think these, these players are, are learning to play the right way, and it will help uh, the organization going forward. Like I said, a real positive narrative for the, the organization. One guy that, uh, you know, we've talked about Marodi, and I, I do have, i got to tell you, I'm, I'm being pragmatic here, Jay. Like, I would say right now the Oilers' uh, prospect depth would be 6 out of 10. Uh, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens when Bouchard and Sam Marukov get added to, uh, you know, Jones and Bear and Lagason. But I think that uh, one of Jones and, or Lagason is going to be here in Edmonton next year. Uh, but, but, you know, they'll be deep on defense. And then Maximov and Ryan McLeod will join, you know, maybe Benson and Marodi down there. 
so I, I've only got the, the the team at like a six in terms of prospect depth. But just with Cooper Marodi, has there been improvement with the footwork? Because when he was here, he clearly is a smart player. Yeah. Uh, but I think he has to get stronger, and there's no question he has to get quicker. Yeah, I, and I think um, I think he's worked at that. I think his pace of play um, matches um, the speed of the game that the Condors play at. Uh, which we want to play in uh, an ultra-fast game. Um, he scored a great goal against San Diego in San Diego. He, he scored two in the game, but he scored a great goal in San Diego by just beating uh, a player flat out one-on-one um, and a pretty good defenseman at that. Um, so he, I believe he has quickness. I think he does need to get stronger, and, and he works at it, so he's earnest about being the best he can be. He is, he's also one of those guys who is um, mind-fast. He's in the right spot. He thinks uh, the game one or two moves ahead so that he, he finds himself in the right position. Um, and as he works to get to where he wants to get to, which is in the NHL, uh, he'll have to continue to improve that. But he's a great kid. He's serious about his craft. And uh, I have no doubt that he has a bright future as well. He, he is him uh, coupled with uh, with Benson down here for two young guys in their first years to, to dominate the way they have and, and to play it the right way, not to cheat for offense, but, but to get offense by playing the game the right way. It, it, it's been real impressive. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Jay, how close is Caleb Jones to playing in the NHL full-time? Well, I think uh, the best thing that happened for Caleb this year was that he went up and had the experience of playing in the NHL. That, that experience did a few things for him. Number one, it opened his eyes uh, to the level of play, uh, and not just being able to do it once, but having to do it every night or three games in four nights um, and to manage travel, to manage uh, the ability to practice at a high level every day, that opened his eyes. Uh, I think he demonstrated when he, he got those 18 games um, that he can play at that level. But now it's about being able to play at that level and sustain a level of play over a long period of time and to continually improve and, and find ways to be productive. His asset is his legs. He, he is a naturally gifted skater. He transports the puck nicely. He moves the puck. I think he, uh, especially over these last games that have had those playoff-type intensities to them, he's playing hard and heavy, leaning on guys defensively. Uh, I think he's very close. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft. Jay Ethan Bear got the, that experience last year. He's gone through some injuries this year. Uh, but of late, uh, the numbers have spiked up a bit for him. Maybe an assessment on his overall performance. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's right there with Caleb. He is um, playing his best hockey right now at the most important time of year, and we're going to need him going forward and into the playoffs. He is um, defending at a high level. He's moving pucks, and you're starting to see his shot breaking defenses down and breaking penalty kills down. Uh, he's getting it through more often. It's hard and heavy, and it's and it has been accurate of late. Um, he's competing at a high level, 
And uh, like I said, to me, he's right there with Caleb as being um, pretty close to attaining his goal, which is to try and be an NHL everyday player. What do the Oilers have with Shane Sturette in goal in the minors right now? Well, you talk about positive storylines or positive narratives. That's a great, great narrative for the organization to to sign him out of uh, Air Force and uh, to see his development through the East Coast League and a little bit of a cup of coffee in the American Hockey League last year and to see him seize the mantle of number one goalie in the American Hockey League this year in Bakersfield has been fun to watch. Um, He's big. He is dominating at this level in terms of um, his statistics and his ability to find ways to win games. Um, When he is on his A game, he is very, very tough to beat because he takes up a lot of net. He intimidates shooters because they don't see a lot behind him. Uh, as he's controlling his rebounds and keeping keeping plays in front of him, um, he, he's been excellent. I think, uh, like I said, I think it's an excellent storyline for the the organization to have found him in an atypical way, signing him as a free agent out of out of Air Force. And what he is is he's providing goaltender depth uh, within the organization. I really think it's a strength within the organization. And uh, if he keeps trending the right way, there's no reason why he can't compete for a spot come training camp next year. With the Oilers? Yeah, I think he can compete for sure. I mean, that doesn't mean that he's going to be a starting goaltender or even a backup goaltender, but he's going to throw his hat in the ring to show what he can do. I think he'll be aided by having a strong playoff run right here. His numbers this year speak for themselves in a very good hockey league. He is, he is trying to push for that opportunity uh, to compete for a position. And, and he's been good here. If he has a strong playoff run, I don't see why he wouldn't compete for one of those positions. Jay, you're in Winnipeg tonight and tomorrow, two games. Uh, and then how's the schedule for the rest of the week play out? Uh, we're here for, for two against Winnipeg, like you said. And then we fly down to San Antonio. So that, you know, that... Uh, that common, that common travel in, in the American Hockey League. Yeah. You're going from Winnipeg to San Antonio, and you, you're, uh, you pack a winter jacket for one place and, and some shorts for the other place. And uh, you get prepared to play two hard, heavy um, teams that uh, both play well at home and both that have played uh, better as of late. Jay, we appreciate your time. Just stay in the line if you could for a second, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, 
That's Jay Woodcroft. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. This is Oilers Now. We're going to take about a three-minute break. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet for Zach Cassian, 15 goals. He's got 100 penalty minutes. He's playing 14-39, and he's expected to uh, start this one tonight again on the line with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, McDavid, the NHL's first star of the month for March. He had 27 points in 14 games. Currently second in the NHL, 115 points. Second in goals in 41, or sorry, uh, I think he's tied for six in goals at 41. Dreisaitl, second in goals at 47, 102 points. RNH uh, finished up with Ratty and Chase on last night, two right shots. Uh, Alex Chase on, he's going to be an interesting guy in the offseason. What do you sign him to? Give me a price point on a one and two year deal on Alex Chase on. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. What makes sense to you? Uh, Nugent Hopkins playing over 20 minutes per game. He's got a career-high 28 goals. We will hear from him coming up later on uh, Oilers Now, as well as uh, Adam Larson in conversation with Jack Michaels. Colby Cave with Milan Lucic and Sam Gagne. Obviously, the last two years have not gone the way the Oilers envisioned uh, with Milan Lucic. Difficult situation there moving forward. Malone and Gambardella and Curry played together. They're all going to be joining Jay Woodcroft down in Bakersfield when the season's over. Brodjak and Kara out with, uh, let's call it core slash upper body issues. Pulley shut down for the year. Uh, I'm guessing Reader remains out of lineup. Clefbaum and Larson, uh, Nurse and Russell, I think they're all going to be good to go. Uh, Clefbaum, 24-10, 313 career games, 23-51 for Nurse at 276. Miko Koskinen, 24 24- Start in the last 25 games. I wonder if he's tired. Uh, 24, 20, and 6 at 2.90 goals against average at 9.07 save percentage. Edmonton will oppose the Colorado Avalanche, who right now have McKinnon and Lannisgog playing on different lines in Ranton and out, but they're getting the support scoring. Again, you can text us at 6.30, Tweet us at Oilers now. Out of Provost, Alberta. One year, 1.5. Two years at 2.6 total. Uh, Tiny Ted has texted the show to say, Bob, all that's left to cheer for is Leon getting 50 and Nuge getting 30 and no injuries to finish the season. This text comes in saying, why don't they use the last games to see who Benson plays best with so they don't waste more time finding out where he fits when he finally makes it. Again, you can text us at 630-630-125 in Edmonton. Uh, Bob, why is the Pacific Division so far behind in games played compared to the rest of the league in the American Hockey League? Well, they play 68 games, and part of it was travel to the rest of the American Hockey League. That's the major reason why, was travel. So in theory, there was more practice time and that sort of thing. This text out of Grand Prairie, I don't play Connor till a Flames game, and I'd also be picking his brain as to anything and everything he's thinking about, about management, coaches, teammates, etc. In fact, I'd ask uh, uh, Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. The Fizzler has texted the show and said, Brendan, see how that worked? There's nothing to worry about throwing a few remarks about these for media bias, and that's that. Now we get a safe guest on like Jay Woodcroft and move on from the Fizzler. Oh, Fizzler, you're such a negative Nelly. One of these years, I'm going to do some undercover work on you. 
God knows I'm paying for you right now. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, Bob, Alex Chashon should be on the third line and second power play unit. One year, 1.5. Two years at 2.5. So he's saying two years at uh, 1.25 cap it. There you go. Bob, what's the cost of Tyson Berry this offseason? With the contract issues in the past, I have a hard time seeing that he stays in Colorado with McCarr coming. Would Paul Yarvey Plus get the conversation started? Uh, uh, well, I think the Plus would have to be a, a, a decent defenseman with that. Right now, yes, Paul Yarvey does not have a lot of cachet out of the uh, uh, marketplace. Bob, the orders should draft Philip Tomasino, underrated prospect, can skate, shoot the puck in his great hands. Uh, okay, if you say so. I, I've got, I don't have an extensive list uh, at this stage. I, I, I will. Unfortunately, we're going to have to focus on that here moving forward. Do want to tell you, the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the app from the App Store. Still to come in the final half hour of the show, which will be hosted by Brendan Escott. I have a little bit of an event to attend here at 1.30. Um, we will hear from uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, conversation I had with him. Uh, Jack Michaels with Adam Larson. We'll get this day in order's history. Brendan's going to get to some text. What else you got going on, Brendan? Is that got or done? Well, we've got a bunch of new audio from uh, pregame skate today, so we'll run some of that too. Some comments from Hitchcock, Nuge, and Nurse. Yeah, okay, perfect. There you have it. Uh, I'll head off. I'll rejoin you tomorrow in studio and rejoin you tonight on the City Ford Faceoff Show. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brendan Escott guiding you home in the final half hour. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.